You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Man, good morning. Welcome in to a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wim Sanders 1. Also at Joe Gaither 6. Joe is back behind the glass this morning. So he will help you get on and off the show and help us uh, drive this boat throughout this 7 to 9 o'clock Hour. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. You may need to do an update on it. I think it's been updated there. So uh, you go to the App Store and you can get the latest version of that. Download it to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. If you want to email us, then you can send it to wimpandberry at yahoo.com. If it has to last, it has to be tough with standing the elements year after year when it comes to building outdoors. It doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. For the project stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to your local dealer. Go to yellowwood.com to find that. Uh, the lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack, get only the best for your next backyard project. And remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? How was your weekend? Oh, it was okay, Barry. hope yours was okay. Um Several things before we get to the Alabama situation. Chris Kirk uh, won Honda. Chris, I think, uh, has been pro since 2007. I tried to look it up. Uh, he's from Knoxville, University of Georgia, played there. Georgia has a lot of good players. They've had a lot of good players continue to do so in golf. So he won at Honda. ACC is complaining about the money they're getting compared to the Big Ten and the SEC. And the, uh, Florida State's talking about how much money they put into the conference but they only get seven percent out half of what they put into it so it kind of was we thought the big conferences are going to kind of override um you know football conferences and the acc is not a great football conference i don't think you'd say so there's some fussing there alabama's going to share at least share the sec championship uh probably be going to win it all but right now this is certainly a share uh, having Auburn uh, on Wednesday night and then uh, going to A&M on, on Saturday. Uh, so it looks like, as I had stated the other day, that Alabama, Texas A&M and Kentucky, you can put in order you want to. Alabama will be one. And um, I said Auburn or Tennessee is going to be Tennessee is probably as the fourth re- representative uh, to, to get to four or uh, double buys uh, for the SEC tournament. Um, we'll see. Auburn's got a pretty tough schedule, and, and Mississippi State's big win over A and M certainly helped them somewhat. Although they're still seven nine in the league, I think they've they've got uh, I think they've got to play South Carolina and go to Vanderbilt. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, as far as the Alabama situation is concerned, there have been a lot of talk about the situ- situation after uh, in the, on the introduction. A lot of articles written, not a lot, but several articles written about the situation. Um, 
the only thing I would say is that, that you know, I can understand maybe getting back and not really paying atten- much attention to what's happening. I don't think you need to make the statement that uh, it's been happening all time. It's been happening all along. If it's been happening all along, then you need to know it. I don't know whether it has or hasn't. But uh, you, you can't, you know, you, I certainly want to correct that, and it makes whatever, uh, it makes, makes it not, certainly not, not look good regardless. And the way things stand now with this is that if you're an Alabama fan and you care about Alabama and you like Alabama, you take the side, which uh, I think is, is my side, is that uh, uh, he's not was not indicted. He has has the right to play, and it, it, I'm not sure about where the text was sent. But it, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I guess the trial will come out of that whether he texted him to bring it or whatever. Uh, if you're not an Alabama fan, or if you're somebody that wants to, if you're if you don't like Alabama, and probably a lot of people don't because they've been winning, then you certainly take the other side. And feel that uh, that that what happened happened, and that gun was brought to him. So there are two sides to it. When you're at Alabama, they cheer for the player that uh, caused the problem, or they say caused the problem. And if you're away, Alabama's only going to be away one more time. Uh, then they they pretty much. But uh, as far as writing is concerned, as far as complaining is concerned, and it's it's not good. It has not been a good PR deal for Alabama. Uh, through this whole thing, regardless of uh, really what happened, and I, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure what happened as far as, um, you know, as far as texting the guy to, to bring the gun and so forth. So, anyway, it's according to which side you're on, and uh, it's it's you know kind of bad. That's all I got. Well, I, I, um, I was none of us know 100 percent. And I hate to keep talking about this. I think Nate Oates should stop talking about it. Honestly, he talks about it too much in the media. And I know there was some, there, there, there was some conversation as far as the introduction. It like, I couldn't tell you one. We played 27 games. I couldn't tell you one thing that our guys did when they ran through the line. Like I don't. I'm like Nate Oates. I didn't ever look at that. Uh, as long as it wasn't something that was this outrageously stupid. Uh, and I guess that's kind of some kind of wrestler thing. What is, what, what is that, Joe? The wrestler deal that they do there when they get, what wrestler comes Well, when they, you walk into an M- octagon, the MMA ring uh, for UFC, they, they kind of, the, 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 there's an official that kind of pats you down, make sure that, make sure that you're not wearing any like body oil, that sort of thing. Make sure you're not, Putting the, anything bad in your trunks, that that sort of thing. Yeah. So anything that it was not a good look, but anything that happens is going to be blown way out of proportion. I uh, I don't know what these people want. Like when they say, "Well, he wasn't suspended for any game." So if you really believe that he brought the gun over there, so, so then would you say, "Okay, well that's a that's a two game suspension." I think since he brought it, that's only like there is not a n- amount of games for something like that. Uh, and so when Alabama looked at it five weeks ago and decided to play him and knew that he did take it over there, I think they have to kind of stand with what what's been going on. And I think it takes guts to do that because you know that people are going to make up stuff and criticize you. This Jeff. Joseph Goodman guy, he's 
writing all these pieces that will just, they are, they are sad, uh, what he's writing there, but, um, I don't know. Just the, I don't, dad, when you, when you had guys running out, maybe somebody should have known. Like, did you ever pay attention to what they did when they ran no, out? No, I, I just, I just, um, you know, I, I just think you, you, Nate said one sentence too many. They, they say, or either he said that this, this, this been happening all year. Well, my point is that you say that because it, it wasn't like they yeah, did you were it. trying to tell that. Yeah, it wasn't like you did it. Like You weren't doing it for what people are saying that you did it for. Well, it's just it, it, the only thing we can say, or at least I can, you say it, but what you want to. Um, the only thing I can say, it, it, it ended up, you know, a little bit more of a nightmare for even Kevin, Kevin Skarbinski, who you have on the show, had a big article about it. I, said, I didn't read it. But um, it's been a lot of, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of anim- animosity towards Alabama, a great deal to, uh, in in the tournament. Just that's just the way it's going to be, and not that much we can do. In the game, in the game Saturday, the rebounding was a factor in the game. The one thing that, that uh, Arkansas does is they they defend the three very well. Uh, the biggest problem they have is they can't make many. Uh, I think they made five. Alabama made three for twenty-two or something. But uh, the way Arkansas played in the first half was was I thought very very good. They really got after and played hard. They they didn't they couldn't. They're not even Alabama's class rebounding. And then the second half, Alabama completely turned it around and uh, won that game. A very tough and a t- very tough basketball game. So there is, uh, I studied it. There, that it probably won't happen, but there is a possibility that um, Alabama could play Arkansas again. Uh, eight and nine will play each other. And they, they play the winner. That I think that's right. Uh, so I don't know if that'll happen again. So, but anyway. Well, yeah. So you know, so, so Wednesday's game is you win, you're the regular season champs. Um, with all going on, Dad, do you? Uh, so you got to think this through now. You got to think everything through. If you win the regular season, do you cut the nets down in Coleman Coliseum, Joe, Dad, on Wednesday night? I, I think uh, I think you talk to your team about it. Um, if you don't cut them down, then they're saying you're admitting guilt. Uh, if you, if you do cut them down, they're saying you're flaunting it in, in, in people's face who lost a child. Um, I don't think there's a, there's a winner either way on that. And, um, I, I, I would, I would say probably that you might not to just feel that you, and I don't know that I'm right on that. A hard question. Uh, I, 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 maybe if you felt that you know you were flown the victory and so forth, uh, you you might not. I, but I would. I don't know. Joe, should they cut the deaths down? Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, why? I mean, I don't really see. Why, why, why wouldn't you be? Uh. Are you worried about your your team celebrating too early? No, or no, like no. I don't, I, you know? Well, I mean, sometimes I think you say, "Yeah, you got more work to do." Right. You go, but you don't have more work to do to win the regular season. Uh, yeah, I think you probably should, if that's what if that's what you would normally do, I'd say cut them cut them down. Uh, you know, and celebrate and. Greg Byrne can go find some new nets. Yeah. Um, should, and I saw somebody put this out 
that, and I understand Alabama's take. First of all, I think Alabama's handled the PR part of it very poorly. Uh, I give the administration guts for doing the right, what they feel is the right thing and letting the kid play because they knew there would be some backlash from that. Um, in Coach Oates' press conference, they said there will only be basketball questions. And some people went to the, and said, oh, Alabama's trying to hide stuff now. All they're going to let you ask about is basketball stuff. The, the, the media should be able to ask whatever they want. Um, I guess you could ask whatever you want, but I don't have to answer what you ask. Uh, so I'm just telling you. I just think maybe in that particular case, you, you wouldn't have to say that publicly. You could just say as, as the head coach, um, I'm not answering that at this time. And that way, you know, you don't get it by all in fury before it starts. Well, so they're saying any good reporters should not listen to that, ask whatever they want to ask. And yeah, you could ask it. I'm just telling, I guess what I would say is, I'm just saying if you ask the question, we're not going to answer it. Uh, so you can ask them all day and we're going to make this press Waste conference. Waste your chance on the microphone. Yeah. Uh, but should coach have addressed the pat down? That's what he originally did. Does he talk about this too much, Joe? Is my, I think he got to stop talking about it. So well, I think he mentioned that after the first. That's the first time he had mentioned it. But after the game, I think he needed to. Yeah, he was going to get asked about it if he didn't mention. Sure, it. Yeah, I think you have to there. Yeah. So just he just got out the ahead of it. The game was over. The social media storm was. Oh yeah. my god! So he got out ahead of it. Yeah. Said, "Hey, let me," because he knew he was going to be asked. And then at that point, I for now on, I think he needs to stop. He's done all he can do. He's not going to talk anybody that's against him into. Liking what we're what they're doing, he's not going to turn any. So it's enough now. Uh, well, you know, the other question comes up that he he had he contacted the the family and he said he had they left the administration enough to do that, and um, that was I think answered in that particular press press conference. Yeah, they want him, you know, that he has, and he said I'm taking the uh administration's lead on that and uh of course it's still an investigation and that's i mean i don't know it's not a right or wrong answer whether he should have contacted the family i think the family is upset from his initial comments and kind of acting like it was no big deal uh and saying wrong place wrong time and i I can I can understand why the is the, is the understanding very uh, I get this straight is that with the people who are who are upset is that um, uh, they brought they brought the weapon over there based on the text, or was it he was going back to pick him up and the, and the weapon was in there when he went back? Well, I think ESPN when they keep reporting it, they don't report it the way that his lawyer put it out. Is that he was already on his way to pick pick him up. He had been planning to pick him up. They called him or texted him an hour earlier to come pick him up. He was at dinner and then took somebody else and then he was he was coming regardless before he ever even knew. They don't ever report it that way. All they reported is he brought the gun. Was it was the weapon in there when he brought it? Uh, did he have to go and get no, it? No, the weapon was always in the car. So I, there's questions whether he even knew it was in there. Because when he, Jairus Miles got out of his car, out of the back seat and went to the 1225 and then, cause he didn't go in. And I guess he had planned to pick him up all night 
And then, of course, he didn't know they got an altercation because he wasn't in there. So it wasn't like he went into the apartment, opened up the drawer, got the gun out, and put it there. He never even touched the gun. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, we'll take this break here. And we'll get back. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Two-minute truck out of 1330 Martin Road East. If you're looking to make a local move out of town, out of state, moving is a stressful thing. These guys know how to come in, wrap all your stuff up. They know how to move it in and out, not hit the walls. They know how to get it up and down the stairs. They know how to pack it on the truck. So when it arrives, it's going to be in great condition there. So. Uh, make sure you use the professionals. Give them a call today for the free estimate. They will make life easy for you. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but traffic is picking up on this Monday morning. We're starting to see congestion on McFarland at Lurleen and Northport. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Heads up. There'll be a couple of chances for severe weather later this week. There's a marginal one in five risk for severe storms Wednesday afternoon and evening, including large hail and damaging winds up to 60 miles per hour. But according to the Storm Prediction Center, the greatest risk will be late Thursday into Friday, where there's a chance for all modes of severe weather, including strong tornadoes. Stay tuned to Operation Stormwatch. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for later updates. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A windy day today, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers, mainly this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 78, the low tonight, 51. The weather dry tomorrow, the sky partly to mostly sunny, and the weather stays mild, the high at 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com. Or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Drinking was forbidden in my Christian country home. I learned to play the flat top on them good old gospel songs. Then I heard Welcome back. 
Two inside the locker room. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. I've got a couple of phone calls holding here. Before we do that, the uh, SEC tournament brackets out for the women. The Alabama women will play uh, the last game on Thursday, and they will play uh, the winner of game two, which is, uh, let's see, that would be Florida and Kentucky. Uh, so they are the sixth seed there. Only problem I have with the women's NCAA tournament, guys, is only about three teams that have a chance to win it. So, I mean, it's like these other teams, South Carolina and who else, Joe? LSU and UConn? LSU and UConn pretty much are your three. Yeah, so I mean, Stanford's got a squad, don't they? Yeah, probably. But it's like three or four teams that even have a chance. So it's just not – the tournament's not near – where in the men's, you probably got – 25 or 30 to have a chance. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Right. You you know, you brought up a a couple of the uh, points about the media, uh, their role in this uh, situation with Alabama basketball and such as that. And uh, to me, the, the reporting and the opinion uh, articles are, are so missing the daggum point here. And I wanted to ask y'all uh, this. My, my deal is, is that, uh, that they have been very irresponsible about their writing of the situation, their coverage of the situation, to the point of downright writing misinformation. Uh, because obviously they don't have all the facts. And, uh, uh, Mr. Bob Prince came on last week and he put out the facts and, uh, uh, they should have been listening so they could have cleaned up their reporting. But the fact of the matter is this is a, a typical irresponsible corrupt media writing about something that does not help anybody. They could be writing about gun violence. And the irresponsibility of teenagers having guns, but did they do that? No, because of the race factor. Um, I think they write things. They like Clay Travis. I hate to use his name. He's a Tennessee guy. He's going to write. He wants to make you and I mad. So he's going to write something that's going to make you mad, whether it's the truth or the not true or not. And that's the sad part about, uh, what's going on here. People want, they want to pile on the Alabama people and try to make you mad. So then you'll go and read it. And then all the other people outside of, like dad said, that don't really pull for Alabama and they think what, what's happening here is wrong. And I will say Alabama has been their own worst enemy in the PR department. They have been awful. I agree. And they have caused a lot of this, uh, they just want to make you mad, Tom, to be honest with you. And then, then they make sarcastic jokes about I'm not shooting well, just about, I mean, just vulgar, awful things that people don't go after them about, uh, to try to be cute and funny and get retweets and likes and all that. That's where I give. Greg Byrne and all those guys credit for having the guts to do what they think is right and letting this kid play. It takes some guts to do that. Uh, there is no number of games that you can do that would justify something like this. So 
Uh, I agree with that. Anyway. Uh, but, and I, I agree with the fact that uh, that uh, you brought up uh, last week and several times that the Alabamas did a pathetic job of uh, of the uh, visual surrounding this situation. I, I think you're exactly right about that. But do you think that uh, there's some irresponsibility and and, uh, and and poor judgment in media uh, about this situation? That, that, do you think the media has been unfair in the situation? I don't know the words unfair. I think they're unlearned. Yeah. I don't think it's a, I think they're unlearned and therefore they're making, uh, there's some that are unlearned. Uh, I'm a little bit unlearned about, you know, about exactly gun getting there and so forth myself. Um, but I think the media likes a story and naturally it starts out with, uh, you know, who and, um, it, uh, escalates from there anytime anytime you have a national media person uh go after whatever uh the people that that uh do the same thing but not quite on his basis they start in as well um because they want to be sure that they're part of the group so i i don't i think they're i, I just i think it's it, it's been complicated and 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 you know if you there's no way to there's no way uh, to stop the people in the stands from making bad remarks. I don't guess, but you know you've got some that, that do, and they would anywhere, not just Alabama. They would be if this is Auburn, and we'd be we'd be going crazy ourselves. So it's it's a complicated mess that I don't have the answer to. That's the reason I'm very very quiet about really, you know. I told you what I think. I, I think you think he should be playing, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I just wish Tom that these same people, of course, they wouldn't get the same attention. I think Dad's right. Some of these stuff that um, that ESPN's reporting, they they don't have, they didn't have all the information, and they just reported sloppy. Yeah. And one guy reported that they didn't know whether Darius Miles was even in jail or not. So you're not really that you're not really following it that close. I, that, wish, I, wish they right would, I wish they would spend the energy because I think everybody could get on board with this. How do we maybe set up a GoFundMe and make sure this kid without a mother is taken care of a college fund? Uh, things like there that. Now, I think everybody could right. get on board. Let's figure out a way to get this kid a college fund started now. So when he gets to college, it's going to be taken care of. Let, let's find some some ways to help this kid instead of. I mean, all they talk about is Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller's not in jail. We got two guys in jail. You never even hear their name. Uh, but why don't we pour as much energy into finding out ways? Now the guy's going, kid's going to never get his mother back. Find ways to help this kid make life maybe a little bit easier for him as he goes through the rest of his life. And you never see anybody write stuff about that. Good point, Barry. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. All right, uh, back up to the um, Yellowwood Hotline and get Tony into the show. Good morning, Tony. Morning. Hey, gentlemen. How are you all? Good. How are you, okay. Tony? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, and, and, guys, when I ask this, I don't want you all to think that I'm being insensitive to the situation at, at all. But I've got a lot of questions about this. And, um, you know, when, when I heard, um, I think it's uh, Tom mentioned the lawyer y'all had on last Wednesday, 
he says he he spoke about something, and I heard more reports about maybe the Jeep was riding around with their lights off, stuff like that. My question is, if they weren't looking for trouble, why didn't the boyfriend just take the girl home, leave? If, if but but from all indications, they returned to where they came from, basically looking for a fight. Um, and and my thoughts are, why why put yourself in that situation if? You know, it, it escalated inside. You leave, and you have a chance to, you know, go home or, or go somewhere else. Take that situation. Uh, take, you know, take that opportunity and go. Well, uh, there, there, and there are a lot, you know, there, there are a lot of lies. I mean, the, the whole thing is full of lies. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you can just, you know, <clears throat> you know, they stories, that, the story, I'm not going to tell what uh, everything I've heard, but... The, Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of whys in there. Why didn't this? Why didn't that? You know, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. We can go by, go back to whys much. Yeah, I. Uh, it's almost. You're right, Tony. It's Monday morning quarterbacking. If if Darius Miles and those guys really did see this guy with a gun, you know, why did they just go find some? a police officer uh to help right. them in this situation. Go back inside. But these guys have been drinking tequila all night and they weren't thinking right, uh to be be quite honest with you. And it's not it's it unfortunately the culture now, these younger guy younger guys mm-hmm. it's the thug mentality. Uh I'm gonna get my gun. I, you know, why are you even walking around the University of Alabama campus with a gun anyway? Wait, why would you even have a gun? Uh, right. I mean, situation. I don't think you can say Tony Wise when when they're drinking the way they've been drinking. I mean, I don't, there's not a why there. I mean, you, you're not in your right mind. Yeah, the guy feels like you know how people are. You're disrespecting my girlfriend. You got punked out. Yeah, yeah you disrespect my girlfriend. All right, I'll show you. And I'm sure when this thing goes to trial, that boyfriend will not be painted in the greatest light uh, of what kind of person mm-hmm. he was. Uh, so well, I, I think we need to. Uh, we need to take it for what it is as far as, as what happened, uh, you know, why it happened. We don't know why, why the girl was there, any of the whys. I just think when you get under, al- under that alcohol, that, that's not good. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of the game, guys, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to me too. Now, I do think Arkansas is playing a lot better basketball. Do you think they would, uh, be one of the teams favored to win the tournament right now, the SEC tournament? No, they will they'll be a team that's playing better once the tournament starts. I think I think that they'll they'll there's a chance if they win their first game they might play Alabama. I'm not sure of that. But who's it looking like they may play? Is it Kentucky? No, they won't play Kentucky the first game. They'll play they'll play like Missouri or Vanderbilt, somebody like that. So four okay. four teams, you know, get the double buys all the way to Friday. Mm-hmm. You have four teams to get a buy to Thursday, then you'll have four play on uh, Wednesday nights. That double buy is a big deal. Just be sitting there and not have to play until, uh, Friday. You don't have to win three games, uh, there, which Alabama will play at noon on Friday. Um, more than likely, unless they were to somehow lose both games this week. But, uh, I would think they would win one and play at noon on Friday. And, um, guys, do y'all think, uh, Kentucky's playing a lot better or do you think it's who they've played late? Well, they shot they shot it better against Auburn. When you shoot the basketball well and it, it, and you're at home shooting it well, you play a lot harder on the defensive end because you've been shooting it well on the offensive mm-hmm. end. And that 
that's what happened in that game. They just they just ran Auburn out. That game is over, and they've got Vanderbilt coming to their place, and they'll be excited to play that game. And then uh, their last game, they have to go to Arkansas. So Arkansas has come into Kentucky and beaten them. Uh, I just think you you take it one game at a time and and not try to decide that your team is playing good or bad because they played good or bad the last game. I, I don't. I didn't do that. I we we played. You know, we played good or bad that game. We started the next game and corrected the bad and pushed to the good. So. Yeah, Alabama, yeah. Uh, Tony, with their depth, and there's a lot of people have been very critical of John Quinterly, but when Sears is not playing well, it's, it's very nice to have a guy you can go pull, pull off your bench that was actually SEC tournament MVP that, that has the ability to come in there and make plays. He basically saved them. In the Arkansas game, got sixteen points, seven of fourteen uh, from the floor, seven assists uh, with the three. Yeah, he, he but played great. Yeah, but a lot of people were wanting to get like try to get rid of him. But you got to have that other, <laughs> you got to have that other guy over there. That when Sears is not playing well, you got a guy that can come in and do some things like that. Most people don't have that. Kind, you're not bringing a guy like that off the bench to come in there right. and do what he did. So, um, one last question, gentlemen. I'll let you go. Um, Auburn's got a, a you know tough couple of games left. If I'm not mistaken, they have us in Tennessee, correct? Yes. If 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 they lose these games, are they are they out, y'all? They're close to it. They're close to it. I don't think Auburn's an NCAA tournament team. Do you? They don't look like that I, to me. I, I do not. Uh, uh, they it looks like they have. To, they just don't shoot it well, um, and they hadn't all year. Uh, mm. And they make. I, I don't think they make great decisions with the basketball, but. Mm. No, they, well, I'm, not, I'm not a coach either. So yeah, I just don't think they've looked 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 very good at all. They may come in here and play incredible on Wednesday night, but uh, I wasn't oh. I wasn't surprised. That, I didn't think Kentucky beat them by thirty, but I certainly wasn't. The line was like four or five. I thought that was a joke. I knew I felt like Kentucky would beat them double digits for sure. So, yeah, and they did. Well, gentlemen, y'all have a good day. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. All right, all right. Back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Bryce in the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Barry. Excellent points, what you made. I mean, I, I see the same thing you are. They're not even talking about the guys in jail. They're talking about Brandon Miller. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like Marvin Free, or Morgan Freeman said something about how you stop racism. He says, you quit talking about it. Okay. And that's what, then they're not going to do this. So they need to quit talking about it. And I ain't going to say it's going to go away. And it's a very tragic thing. That a woman lost her life because two guys were man enough to just knuckle up and keep their guns in the car. You know, that's that's what it should have come down to. That's what it happened. Not into that. It's been me or you in those days, right? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping we can stop talking about it. Not because I don't feel for the family, but uh, it just I don't know. I think enough's been said. I think Alabama certainly needs to stop talking about it. Uh, exactly. And you bring up a very good point. Barry, Jay Quinley just played, played out of his mind Saturday, and it's good to have great senior leadership, somebody you can fall on. Yeah. You know, and I was very impressed. I went back and watched the replay. But this game probably not going to be close if you don't turn the ball over those last three times. What do you think? The Arkansas game? Yes, sir. Well, it was close. I mean, do what? It was close. It wasn't going to be close. It was pretty damn close. Well, you, you, know, you misunderstood what I said, Coach Wimp. Uh, I said it wouldn't be close if those last three turnovers 
had happened, it wouldn't have been like it was. It'd probably been a double-digit game. If you remember, they turned the ball over when they are getting it in what, what, difference, what difference does it make? Well, I mean, Alabama has a problem getting the ball in bounds. So, and give Arkansas some credit there for they kept fighting. Oh, yeah, they, they played fighting, like that. Well, they kept fighting to the bitter end. Uh, some teams pick-packing in, they didn't, and Alabama didn't. Handle it too well. If Arkansas had shot better free throws in the second half, they could have won the game. I still could have won it. But uh give them credit for a great defensive plan, like Dad said. Oh uh, yeah, the they had a great game plan. So, but uh, I just thought, I just thought it was a great win because they they found a way to win without shooting the three well. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, Bryce. And, uh, All right, uh, we got to get to break here. Dad has been saying this, Joe, and you and I were wrong. Uh He's right. If John Quinterly wants to come back, he can come back. <laughs> I don't understand the rules anymore. I guess the COVID and whatever, but and NATO's acted like he might come back with with uh the new NIL rules and I guess with the jelly fam and all that. Dad, would you want Quinterly to come back another year? Well, I don't know what his what his stead is with the rest of the kids on the team. Yeah. Uh, I think that's True. that's the key that I don't know. I don't know how that would affect Bradley. Um, uh, so I, I don't. I know there. You know, we get we get people like call up and they go. You know, like Bryce and all of them. They're going crazy over what he did. That but they just had just called up the last few times they played. Comes playing bad and holding the ball too much. Yeah. So you know, it, it's what you did for me yesterday that people call in about. So I, I would say. If if it if it if it kept the temperament of my team good, and he wanted to come back, sure, sure, because uh, he's got some experience there that you can't teach. All right, first to main condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums down in the historic district of downtown Northport. These condominiums are loaded on the inside, washer and dryers included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops throughout the condominium. All electric energy efficient appliances. Here's a great deal. Internet and direct TV are provided for free with your condominium. That is a nice savings right there. Ten foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views, easy access to the river wall, gated property with security cameras. Literally two minutes from downtown Tuscaloosa, which is very nice. Five minutes to the University of Alabama. Now, if you tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room, one month free rent. 205 657 7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic is picking up around the area. We're starting to see some light rain around the area, so do drive carefully. And if you see conditions folks need to hear about, please give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Hey, 
Walk back to inside the locker room. Yellowwood, precipitated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want our Alabama takes on Auburn on Wednesday. Dad, Bruce Pearl, uh, pretty disgusted with his team and how they performed. Apologize to the Auburn, uh, fan, basically saying that his team, the family, uh, laid an egg there. Um, I know Alabama Auburn's a big rivalry. Whenever they play, both teams are going to play their hardest. Uh, would you want to face an Auburn team coming off a 30 point loss like that? Or would you rather them played well? Uh, you know, coach will probably have their attention. I just think their talent level is just average at best. So even though he will probably get their attention, they still kind of are who they are. Does well, it, would, it wouldn't matter to me. Yeah. Whether they came off of. 30 point win or 30 point loss. You know, I, I tried, I tried very hard to have our team ready to play. Um, so it, it wouldn't make any difference what they did in the past games. Uh, I'd be darn sure my matchups were right defensively and, and that, uh, we corrected some of the mistakes that we made offensively. So, um, I mean, they'll come in playing hard. This is, this is not an Auburn team of the past. If my team, if I were coaching the Alabama team and my team thought that, it would scare me. I don't want that. I want them to understand this is this is who this is and be ready to play. So I think it's you know, it's uh, Alabama's very, very good on the boards, much better much better around the around the glass than Auburn is. I don't care about Broom, he's a okay player. But uh, the guards are no comparison and the guard guards and certainly uh Brandon Miller's a outstanding player, somebody like they had last year. So I would say that Alabama go does what they capable of doing that uh, they'll be going uh, to A&M already with the championship. Uh, Joe, people like to, it's easy to say when they play a close game, well, I think this situation is finally taking its toll on them. I don't know how you judge like Finally taking his totem because they only won by three points. Uh, it could be that Arkansas has some talent. They're finally, uh, getting healthy. Uh, they came in with a good game plan, much better than what South Carolina did to, to defend, uh, certain guys and take away the three. Why do people want to, want to try to make it something that is, that maybe it's not? Uh, I don't people know. always want to act like they're trying to see deeper than what's actually out there. I mean, I, I do too. I try not to, but I do too. Um, so anyway, they'll take on, it should be a fun atmosphere, uh, in Coleman Coliseum on Wednesday night. What, do you, what time is that game, guys? Do y'all Six o'clock. Six o'clock. So, ooh, early tip there. So, uh, it should be, uh, exciting. The Alabama baseball dad, uh, off to, I think they, they're playing really, really well. I think they scheduled smart. They, uh, swept high point this weekend off to an eight no start. Got a, uh, game Wednesday against Jacksonville State. Just your thoughts about that. Like, uh, I'm experienced with Jack's team. They've scheduled, uh, they've scheduled the top of the top and their record is two and five. Uh, and so they're playing a really, really good team. Some teams decide to schedule that way and help them later on. Some teams decide to schedule um, maybe a little bit easier. Still baseball, you can run into a tough pitcher, but now they're eight. No, what's your philosophy there? Does it depend on the team that you have as to how you schedule uh, early in the season? 
Well, maybe a little bit, depending on your pitching a little bit, and, and you know, your team overall missed is that you want to sort of weight them into it a little bit without getting into deep water too fast, and uh, and lose their confidence. So you can you can play somebody that you feel like that you know you're even with or whatever. Then I, that's a little bit better. Sometimes, sometimes your team finds your finds themselves after they played tough games and lost. But um, it's hard to answer. Hard, hard to answer that. I'd probably prefer sort of wading into it a little bit more than, than Jack's team has done. Did y'all see uh, about the Auburn deal? So they played Southern Cal over the weekend. They they won Friday and Saturday. So they're playing Sunday, and they started the game I think a little bit earlier than normal on the But they had at three thirty. They had decided before because USC had to go catch a plane. So they, on the third game on teams have to travel, they can have a get out time. So they yeah. decided before the game, Joe, that they would not start an inning after 3.30. Uh, so Auburn was up 12-9 in like the seventh inning. They brought a freshman in. He gave up a couple runs. It gets to 12-12. It gets all the way to the ninth, didn't it? 12-12. And they end the game at a tie. It gets past 3.30. And so, you know, this team's got to fly back to California. So I'm assuming they had to bus to Atlanta to catch a flight. Uh, you guys thoughts on these get out, get out of town days that they set these times. And if you don't, so Auburn and Southern Cal tied 12 to 12. Well, I think it's get out of town deals. If you have to, if you have to fly, then yes. If you have, if you can bus and get back, then no. Sure. Uh, I think that, that, and, Naturally, you got to fly to get back to Southern Cal. So I would say that would be the, uh, the answer to it. Joe, thoughts on get out of town day? Uh, so. No. <laughs> you going to end in a, in a tie? No. But I mean, you got to fly back to Southern Cal. They're not going to hold the plane up for the Trojans. Oh, so they're not operating like Alabama with a private plane? I don't know. If, if Alabama baseball was playing Southern Cal, I don't think they'd fly on a private plane. Do I don't know about that. I, I don't know about ending the game at time. Start earlier. Start the game <laughs> started earlier. Started like at eleven forty. Who cares? Start start at ten forty. Yeah. Start at nine forty. Well, you got people that go to church on Sunday. You're in the they south. Don't play on Sunday if that's the if we're really that concerned. Play a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, well, they tried to get it in anyway. It ended up in a twelve to twelve time. People were, this could not understand how you could tie. Well, that's how. Uh, can you imagine? But they probably got. I don't know, 35 to 40 people. Well, I'm assuming they flew charter. I mean, I'm commercial. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were saying they were, I thought you were saying they were flying commercial. I'm, no, uh, I think it is commercial, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I would think they probably had to go to Atlanta. It's uh, gotta be commercial if they had to have a get out time. <laughs> well, you know, these planes start moving around like in basketball where they're moving these teams around. So it's a, so it, you can have situations like we've gotten to the airport plenty of times after the game and the plane was stuck somewhere waiting on a team and it, it couldn't get them to where they got to get to to get come to get you. That's a bad feeling when you get out there stuck at the airport. All right, now let's talk about Constant Companion. We'll go ahead and take this next break. Well, uh Dr. Foster at Constant Companion on Mara's Drive uh, on 280 is really a very, very good veterinarian. I've had I've had Sam out there at six three five zero three one three got spaded. She's done great, and uh, they'll give you uh, your first trip out there half price. 
uh, if you'll tell me you heard it on the inside of the locker room, um, uh, they're, they're new, and their place is new, and they are good. Constant Companion Animal Hospital, 6350313. Thanks. All right, uh, also Alabama One, www.alabama1.org. Most banks are closing up. Alabama One's opening more. They're all over this community, and the people out there are outstanding, whether it be a mortgage, a home loan, investments, um, you need a car loan, whatever you need, these people will sit down, take the time, walk you through the process, help you find the de- best deal possible. Go to www.alabama One. Dot org for all their different products and services. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the town to Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic is picking up around the area. We're starting to see some light rain around the area, so do drive carefully. And if you see conditions folks need to hear about, please give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. When you Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A windy day today, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers, mainly this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 78, the low tonight, 51. The weather dry tomorrow, the sky partly to mostly sunny, and the weather stays mild, the high at 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Joe, did uh, did Morgan Wallen release his 30 new songs? Ooh, I don't know if he did. I'm about to start looking. I think he did. I think he's got 30 new songs. He was supposed to. I don't know. Check it. I think he was supposed to wear them out. Then put them out today or other day. All right, Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. They took care of us on this seven o'clock hour. We want to take care of them. So if you're looking to build something outdoors, you want to build it last. Go to Yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Dad, you see the 2023 Live Tournament, Charles Howell. Yeah. Four million. He won four million, but he also won the team event, which they split, um, on the team event. Let's see. It was Paul Casey, Bryce Shambo, Charles Howell, and Airband, the 10 under. They split three million. So, uh, Charles Howell came away with a pretty nice payday. Yeah, uh, Charles Howell's a good player. He, uh, played and won a little bit of a PGA Tour, but not, not very consistently. He's always been a, uh, a good player that you don't hear about much, because so many of them you don't hear about. Uh, I don't think he's played, I don't think he's won and played great in the past few years, but I used to keep up with him all the time. I, I forgot that he did win, and of course, for, you know, for some going to the LIV is good. For some, it's not so good. Kopech, uh, Kopech, what's his name? Uh, Kepka. Kep, Kepka, I'm sorry, I can't think. Uh, Kepka's uh, been disappointed in, in that. And we're going to have uh, uh, some interesting uh, situations, I think, coming up in Augusta with LIV being able to play there uh, if you if you qualify. So like, yeah, like Brooks Kepka's brother is on this tour. He finished Chase. 47. And 40, there was 48 golfers in it, guys. At 47th, 
So no cut, 47, got $122,000. Yeah. Well, that was one of the agreements on Bruce when he got Bruce, in is yeah. his brother had, yeah. have a chance to play. Well, he, he picked him up. If you got last, if you just showed up, you got 120000 Joe. Just If you got there and put the tee in the ground and finished, three days of golf, 120000 It's a tied 100.9. Is he home of Alabama sports? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic is picking up around the area. We're starting to see some light rain around the area, so do drive carefully. And if you see conditions folks need to hear about, please give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns of Nissan. $2,000 off selected models. Interest rates as low as 0% and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Monday edition of The Game, we'll recap Alabama, Arkansas, Drew DeArmon, Barrett Salib, Martin Houston, all starting at 2 o'clock on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Uptown Square Media Station. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I did. Are we on? Yeah, let me get this. Uh, we got Sorry. a couple calls holding here too. Andrew Kniffer, my Allstate insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours as well. He takes great care of me. He'll do the same for you, whether you're looking for home, life, auto, an umbrella policy, whatever you need. Andrew and his staff are there, ready, waiting for you. Andrew's a great guy, I like dealing with good people. Uh, Andrew is fun to talk to, but he also knows his insurance. So give him a call today, two zero five seven two two nine two. Zero one, the Andrew Canifer All State Facebook page is right there as well. Yes, that we got. Uh, we have two things. One, state tournament starts today. Uh, should be uh, outstanding if you like if you like high school ba- basketball. And it starts today, goes through Friday. Um, I also wanted to goes through Saturday. Actually, I also wanted to mention that Southern Hoops is on tonight. I think, uh, although I was disappointed, they called me for me ESPN. Uh, the part of our game, which I think is the greatest game ever played in, in the SEC tournament, uh, Arkansas and Alabama game will be shown to some degree tonight. So I think that starts, I think that's correct. I'm correct in telling you at eight o'clock tonight on Southern Hoops. So you might want to watch that. All right. Let's get to the Andrew Kniffer hotline and get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Coaches. Yes, sir, Joe. Did y'all watch the last two minutes of the game? Yeah. Yeah. Went a bear? I did not. I was uh, at a baseball thing. Okay. Well, who did we have to throw the ball into on the press who was strong enough and physical enough to go get it? Sears, not Quinterly. That's yeah. my problem with Quinterly. When it comes crunch time and you've <laughs> got to beat a tall, trapping press, you've got to have somebody 
physically strong enough and mentally tough enough to go get the ball. And he did. And I think he made five out of six free throws to finish it or whatever he did. So before yeah. everybody gets back on this Quinterly train again, you know. Well, you uh, need them both, Joe. Oh, yeah. He's, look, he's a role player, Barry. Yeah. That's well, what I mean, he is. Sears was, uh, he was 9 of 10 from the floor, but he was 0 of 4 from 3 and 2 of 7 from the floor. Quinterly comes in and goes 7 for 14 and gets 7 assists. You don't win that game without Javon Quinterly. You wouldn't have won that one Saturday with that. No, that's so true. That's, but, that's why the depth pays off in games. like So sometimes you need everything. Some nights you don't need everybody. Some nights you do. So give the kid credit for being ready to go in there and play like that. Yeah. And and Griffin just made a great play. When Sear, uh, Sears shot the three and it was short, it was an air ball, he caught it under the go and put it in. That was a huge – Well, the whole game was rebound. The whole game was rebounding. It was, Wim. It was all about rebound. All about rebound. And think about, you know, if Griffin – to me, Griffin's not getting enough PT. I don't know what's happened the last two weeks, but, you know, it is what it is. He's well, who, whose minutes would you take away? <laughs> Quinterly. Quinterly. Well, That's who well, I'd take. Well, the other and night, I use they Quinterly. have. They have. But uh, then when he goes – Dad knows go. this. So they have taken away Quinterly. But when you put him in and then all of a sudden he starts playing really well, his minutes go up. So that <laughs> night they went up. But where else are you going? The problem you have is if you're Griffin – is you, you got Brandon Miller played 38, you play Sears 34, and Clowney's going to play 30-something. There's just no minutes to go around. He got 16. That's a lot of We minutes. make a lot of decisions in basketball after the game is over. 16 minutes? You're playing a pretty good bit there, Joe. <laughs> Joe? We, I guess we lost Joe. All right, we lost Joe there. All right, get, drive oh, there he is. Right, I don't know where Joe went. All right, get to the uh, Andrew Kniffer hotline. Get my man Danny in. Good morning, Danny. Morning, coaches. How y'all? Okay. Good, uh, coach, hey, uh, Coach Wimp just said something about the state tournament. Barry, I don't know whether you realize that during the season, you play some pretty good folks uh, during your, <laughs> your uh, season with uh, Hale County in the Birmingham, and you got – uh, Bibb County in the regional final. Alice was in Birmingham, and you didn't play Brian. But, you know, it's been a long time since we sent this many things to Birmingham. Yeah, I didn't realize. And we realize, got the Hillcrest girls up there. Yeah, I didn't realize that. We played Alice, obviously, three times. We played Hell County. I actually beat Hell County 17 at Hell County on senior night. They're in the final four. Bibb County was one game away from the final four. So I know Alice feel they will bring a lot of Yellow Jacket fans to Legacy Arena tonight. Uh, so it's great for the for – the, for the town of Aliceville, uh, I know it's a big game, and uh, for those guys tonight, so two A's, two A's, good basketball. Um, so hopefully, sure Alice, hopefully Aliceville will do well. Uh, it was refreshing to hear you talk, bring up baseball, college baseball. Uh, taking that Auburn and Southern Cal game a, a step further, it ended in a tie because Southern Cal missed home plate in the top of the ninth inning. On a, on the winning run and a fan pointed it out and the catcher stepped on the plate and they called the runner out. Baseball. So, uh, wow. <laughs> I was, I mean, listen, I was listening to the game and it wasn't on ESPN plus and somehow I missed that, uh, part of it. I was, is it down the very end and 
they got him out pretty quick in the eighth to allow it to go to the ninth. I think it was like 11 minutes right. left before 3.30, and then I guess I had a phone call or something, and then I just saw that it ended in a tie. Uh, Auburn's got a freshman there named Ike Irish is one to remember. He's He's the designated hitter for him right now. He's a catcher, but he's played in every game. He's hitting like almost like 600, Danny, like 500 something. Wow. He had committed to Auburn maybe three or four years ago, but, uh, you know, the baseball's looking better here in the state. Alabama's looking good and, and Auburn's yeah. playing. Alabama's, you know, Alabama was supposed, Auburn and Alabama was supposed to be out of town and the, the Southern California storm forced them both back here. So I think Alabama was fortunate to find a three game series at home and all Auburn and Southern Cal did was swap sites. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Auburn, Alabama always schedules, and I, and I like this about Coach Bowie. He, he always schedules the second weekend of the season. Last year we went to Texas. This year we were going to go to Pepperdine and then the weather caused a uh, havoc and they were able to find High Point. And I, you, you hear a name like High Point. And you think, well, they're not any good. But they, they had a kid Saturday night getting up there pretty good. And uh we, uh Richmond, they were better than Richmond was, was the first weekend. But uh Alabama's got a good baseball team. They, they, they're, they're, they got a lot of people back. They got good arms. And I hope people will act as when, uh, when it gets warmer weather, we'll, we'll start having a good crowd back at Joe. And yeah, I went out last week last and uh, watched them play Tennessee Tech. Um, Alabama's got a lot of depth. Hopefully they can keep the pitching staff, uh, healthy. They just got to make sure they did fine in the league last year. They got to win these midweek right. games. You know, they dropped a lot That's of midweek right. games That's last year. I think it hurt them uh, when it came in NCAA yeah. tournament selection time. But, uh, the, I, I just, uh, and going back to the Alabama basketball, I wish we could enjoy this season because I mean, without all this cloud hanging over and I know we created this cloud, but but if it, if we've really got a good basketball team, and and we need to enjoy it because, you know, I, I still read Lee of the 76 team and the early 2000 team that Coach had, and, you know, that's just uh, – this this team is – this is another game Saturday that we would have lost last year. Uh, ain't no doubt in my mind, but I do, I do think we got – I don't know – I don't know who's going to win it. Uh, I think overall that, uh, we, we got as good a chance as anybody, but if, if we can stay focused and, and we got to shoot the ball better than we shot it Saturday night, I mean, Saturday afternoon. That's according to how you uh, defend it. You know, it's amazing. They scored three, they made three threes and still scored 86 points. I never would have thought that, but the, well, you know, they, they, uh, Arkansas number one defensive, defends the three better than anybody in the league. So it has something to do with it. Uh, you know, all these people talking about Arkansas might win the tournament. Kentucky might win the tournament. Why can't we win the tournament? You oh, know, Alabama I think we're, can certainly we're, win the tournament, no doubt. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think it will affect our seed. And no, I don't know Alabama's a one seed. So They've already wrapped that up. They're a one seed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's good. But like I said, let's, let's, uh, so Alistair does play tonight. Hell Candy plays tomorrow night at seven thirty. Yeah, I think the one A and two Hillcrest girls. I think one A and two A play today. Uh, I think the Hillcrest girls. I'm not looking at probably would play Wednesday, but I'll double check and let you know, Danny. But uh, anyway, uh, enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed it. So did Jack uh, pitch Saturday? He pitched. At, uh, at he pitched. Uh, pitched good the first few innings. He 
got up to 80 some pitches and kind of ran out of gas. So he's, uh, he's still working his way. Just, to, you know, how these guys are early. They got to build up where they can throw more pitches. They, they wear out quick. Uh, but he's, he's hitting the ball well. He's just got to find more strikes when he's, when he's on the mound. So he'll get there. Yep. It's early. Thank you, Danny. It's early. All right, see you later. All right. Uh, I see here, uh, I don't see the, uh, I'm looking at the girls at six o'clock, Sulgent plays St. Luke's Episcopal. Um, at three o'clock, uh, Pisca plays Lynette. And, uh, this morning it started off with Skyline play, plays Locahat, uh, Locapocha. I pronounce that. Uh, the girls play, Marion County plays, uh, University Charter at, uh, at 12 o'clock. So I don't think they're playing today. Who's that? Hillcrest? I don't think they are. No, they're not playing today. Uh, they're, they're the one day in 2A today. So Mars Hill Bible will play they today. They play tonight, 730. Uh. Boys do. Is it seven? I thought Aliceville played at 730 tonight. I don't think. No, it's this semifinal game, Mars Hill versus uh, hold on a minute. Highland Homes, what I get. You think I can't read? No, I'm, I guess I had it wrong. I mean, I know Aliceville plays tonight, but maybe I had the time wrong here. When I tell you, I don't, right see, here, I don't see Aliceville playing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't see it. I'm, I'm pulling it up right here. Okay. All right. So tonight at, uh, let's see here. And I'm going to tell you the, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the. Tell me, I'm looking at it. Well, you're wrong. Aliceville plays Sand Rock tonight at eight thirty, seven thirty. Oh, they don't have it past seven thirty. It's seven thirty. Yes. Uh, tonight is the day twenty seventh, Joe. All right, and at four thirty, Saint Luke Episcopal will play Mars Hill Bible. Let's see now. I thought the thing started today, twenty eighth. No, today's the twenty seventh. Twenty eighth is tomorrow. It does start today, Mars. I know the the semifinals for the two. Today's not the twenty eighth. No. I'll be John Brown. Can you believe the internet's got that wrong? Tomorrow is the 28th. So if you go to the AHSAA website, you can click on 2A, 4A, 5A, whatever, and it has it all right there. Let me (laughs) click while we're talking to the 6A girl so I can tell Danny. Uh, And then we got to get to break here. 6A girls, you got McGill Tulin taking on Hazel Green. Hazel Green's going to win the thing. They play uh, on March 1 at 9 a.m., and Hillcrest will play on Wednesday, like I said, at noon against Huffman. Well, I'll be John Brown. Brown. They have the thing. They got the thing on the internet. The twenty eighth is today. Read the whole thing. There you go. All right, uh, we'll take this break here. Let me tell you about Royal Cleanies. Pick up and delivery. They'll make life easy for you. Just give them a call. Two zero five three nine one zero zero three four. They'll come right to you. Pick up all the cleaning. Deliver it right back. University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, forty eight fifty one Rice Mine Road. If you want to drop off. 205-391-0034, Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. Our man Douglas Bell is next. You listen to Tide 100.9 to see home of Alabama Sports. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. The primary severe weather season begins Wednesday and Mother Nature wasting no time. The storm prediction painting all of Alabama under a marginal risk Wednesday and an enhanced risk west of a line from Hamilton to Brookwood, Demopolis, late Thursday into Friday morning. While Wednesday's weather is expected to be severe thunderstorms, Thursday and Friday could be all modes of severe weather, including long track strong tornadoes. Stay tuned to Operation Stormwatch. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for later updates. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the town to Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic is picking up around the area. We're starting to see some light rain around the area, so do drive carefully. And if you see conditions folks need to hear about, please give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns and Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. When oh, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A windy day today, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers, mainly this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 78, the low tonight, 51. The weather dry tomorrow, the sky partly to mostly sunny, and the weather stays mild, the high at 77. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, he's with uh, PGA Tour Radio. I got to hear him, Joe, on XM uh, a couple weeks ago. Doug is outstanding on the radio. Well, Put you on the course, let you know what's happening. But he talks with the golf voice. He's got the golf voice. And he can describe it like you're right there. Uh, sorry, let's get to the uh, Alabama One Hotline, our main man, Doug Bell. There you go, Doug. See, Dad always picks on you and I brag on you. Yeah, well, See, Doug, so. he, he, he ain't helped me yet. He still not, he hasn't helped me. So if he, if you help him, Doug, he'll he write the letter. He says he makes a call. That way they, he, he takes, he covers up. So I made a call. <laughs> what is he, what is he trying to help you with? Uh, none of your business, Barry. Oh, well, the listeners may want to know. <laughs> Doug, call me later. Let me know what, what, what you're doing for him. He ain't do, he well, doing nothing. Doug. <laughs> oh, hold on, guys. Yeah. Um, what about the winner of the Honda that. Classic? Well, Chris Kirk won. And the reason that's significant, guys, I mean, I, I know I had a tough season picking winners in football. That was tough. But on Wednesday night to CBS uh, Golf Show, CBS Sports HQ Digital, uh, I picked Chris Kirk. That was my pick. Like, click, he was... He was twenty-eight to one, and he comes through, guys. So, um, so maybe that does that redeem myself? 
a no, little no. bit with you guys? No, no. no. <laughs> How about Charles Howell? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Chris Kirk was an emotional win, and I thought that was really good television. Uh, you know, he had won in eight years and overcome a lot of stuff. You know, he overcame uh, alcoholism and depression, and, and it was a comeback story for Chris Kirk. Uh, Charles Howell, comeback story, too. You know, he wins the yep. live event. That was on TV, too. I, I watched a little bit. It's just it's hard for me to follow the live because they have a lot going on with this team competition. And the players are all over the golf course. You know, on the PGA Tour, we're used to the, the leaders team. Where could last. you watch it? Where could you watch it? It, it was on the WB Network, uh, which I guess is Channel 21 in the Birmingham area. And so um, I would flip over just to watch five, ten minutes here and there. And it was, you know, it's just, it's just hard to follow Coach and Barry because, again, it, everybody tees off at different parts of the golf course like a scramble. And so, uh, yeah. you, you know, like Charles Howe is going to be the winner, but he may be on the yeah. other side of the golf course. It is so hard. To me, it was hard to follow. And yeah. they kept trying to explain the team competition. And these players wear shirts that all match, you know, like a college golf team. And they all have these names, you know, for these the aces. In fact, Charles Howe was on the aces, and his team won. So he won extra money on top of what he won. Another seven, tournament. another seven hundred and fifty. I think his team split three million. So he, <laughs> he, crazy? he picked up four million seven hundred fifty thousand for three days of golf. Hey, uh, hey, what what happens now? Can Bruce get out out of out of the LIV and go back to the PGA? Well, I think that's going to be difficult. You know, that's what a lot of people are speculating that like Brooks well, can he? is unhappy. Uh, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I think he could certainly appeal that with the PGA Tour, and they would have to come up with some sort of suspension. I mean, he couldn't just, like, say, hey, I'm, I'm tired of live. I want to be back on. He'd have to sit out because right now they are suspended by the PGA Tour. So they would have to uh, come up with some solution. And I think he would have to pay back the money that the live tour fronted him. Go so, on. I mean, I think that, you know, you make that decision, you get all that money, and I think that's – I think you have made the decision. I, I don't think there's any going back. DeChambeau is, 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 he's just not in the minds of people anymore, or at least not in my mind. Is, is it because of that? And we just don't, what's the deal with him? Well, you know, uh, again, coach, I, it, my theory is that if you're not playing on the PGA tour and you're not playing against the best players yeah. in their yeah. prime, which is John Rahm and, you know, Justin Thomas and Rory McElroy and Patrick Cantlay and Max Homa, you know, you just go down the list, right? And those guys played two weeks ago out at Riviera. They're going to play this week in Orlando at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, I just don't think you can be as sharp. And Cameron Smith, who's, who was number two in the world, uh, on the verge of being number one when he made the decision to go to live, he's another guy, coach. He's like DeShambo. He's just kind of, he's out in the wilderness. We don't hear yeah. anything from him. I mean, he sure I, is. I, I'm sure they're happy. I'm sure they're happy with the money. I just don't think you can maintain, uh, yeah. the level that you have to maintain to, to compete for major championships unless you're out there playing every week with those guys. You know, your advertising just kills you, doesn't it? You can't advertise, you know, and, and make any money off of off products at all, can you? No, you can't. And and that's the thing. Um, the live guys, um, you know, some of them still, you know, for example, Dustin Johnson lost his Adidas contract, but he's still a, uh, a tailor-made guy, so he still wears a tailor-made, you know, sponsorship on his hat. But, but the live is different guys, you know, and that's the other thing. It took, I'm a PGA tour guy, obviously. And so as I watch live, I mean, all the players in shorts, um, you know, a bunch of guys have their shirt tails hanging out. Like it's just a, 
you know, the club championship and, and the caddies are carrying these stand bags like, like we carry when we just go out and play. Um, it's, it's very, it's very irreverent. It, it, you know, I, I just think back to all the greats in the game. I mean, you know, Jack Nicholas was on TV yesterday and of course Arnold Palmer and Tiger, et cetera. And all these guys look like PGA professionals. They wear long pants. They look sharp. Uh, you know, they, they all, you know, they're, their signature is not only their performance, but the way they look. And I, I don't know. I just, I haven't come around to live yet. And I'm, that's not anti-live. I'm just telling you what I see. And I just haven't, I haven't been able to, um, put my arms around that product at all. Just yet. It'd be impossible for them to tell you what, who to follow too. If you, if, if the guy you need to follow is, is 10 off on no 13, you do have to go to 13 to follow them, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, they just, uh, Again, I wanted to watch it. I watched it, I think, a total of maybe a half hour, 45 minutes this weekend because I wanted to kind of, I wanted to see it. And, you know, they played a great golf course, Mayakoba, down in Mexico, where the PGA Tour used to play. It's a Greg Norman golf course. And the course is beautiful. And, you know, you would, and again, you would see Dustin Johnson and you'd see Brooks Kepka and you'd see the Shambo hit a few shots and a few putts here and there. Uh, but, but in the end, um, you know, it came down to Charles Howell the third. Peter Uline, a guy who really couldn't make it on the PGA Tour, even though he was a great amateur player, uh, he suffered a triple bogey on one hole. And and Charles Howell hasn't won in a long time. His family was there. That was a nice scene. I just wonder, and, and Barry, you know, you mentioned all the money Charles is winning. Is that as special uh, to win the live event, a three-day a three 54-hole event, uh, as it is a PGA Tour event? I mean, what Chris Kirk was feeling – was pretty special there yesterday as he talked about all the stuff that he's overcome. First win in eight years. It, I mean, is it the same feeling that Charles Howe got when in live? I don't know. He won more money. Than Ask, his wife. Sure. Ask his wife. Ask his wife. Yeah. No, I mean, Barry, that's, that's just it. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 guess, I guess we come down to a point now where it really is all about how much money you can make and, and generational wealth for a lot of these guys. And a guy like Charles Howe is at the end of his career, and he knows that. And so when he's given uh, X number of million dollars guaranteed, just come out and play. And then on top of that, what he, when he wins, yeah. I mean, I guess it comes down to the, it just comes down to how much money you're going to make. Doug, have you, have you watched full swing? I watched I a little Barry. bit, Barry. I watched a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. Tried to, uh, not, not, Doug, not much. Doug, no. have you watched full swing? Yeah, I have. I like it. Um, and again, I'm out there, so I, you know, I, I'm with I these guys it. all the time. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I just, I think it's, you know, they do bounce around quite a bit yeah. uh, from tournament to tournament. And obviously, they spend a lot of time at the PGA Championship in Tulsa. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff from there. But, you know, the timing when a lot of these guys were making the move to live, uh, it, it worked out pretty good for the series. So, um, I, you know, I don't know how many people who, who don't have interest in golf are watching it. But uh, I, I I loved it. I, how, I think it's how, great. Did, and, how did uh, Dustin Johnson come across to you in full swing? Oh, you know, DJ comes across kind of like he is um, when I interview him. You know, he's I don't he, care. I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of um, uh, he doesn't seem like anything too. He doesn't take anything too seriously. Um, but I think that's I think one he, of the reasons why I, I, I want to get my son to, to that. I think that's one of the reasons why he's so good. Like he doesn't, 
it doesn't, I think he doesn't take it serious. He just doesn't, he doesn't get too high or too low. Is that fair, Doug? He just kind of yeah, goes I and plays. So. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think with DJ though, I think he is, uh, and, and listen, you have to be, uh, you have to have this mindset that I'm the best to succeed on the PGA tour. And, and all the greats have always had that mindset. Like I'm better than you are. You know, I'm better than you are. So, you know, let's, let's go play. And I have the advantage. And I think DJ's always felt, from a physical standpoint that um, he's better than anybody else. You know, he can hit it farther. Uh, he can hit it higher. Um, he was a great putter. He just, you know, he's an athlete compared to some of those guys. Uh, he's taller. He's stronger. And I think he always felt that was a big advantage. And and that I think that led to kind of a laid-back attitude. And I think he's the one guy who has kind of figured it out uh, that when you take a break from golf, take a break from golf. I mean, let's don't. Let's don't go home and practice every day and say we're taking a break. Let's go get on the boat. Let's get my beautiful wife. Let's get my kids. And let's not even think about golf for, for four, five, six weeks. And I don't think a lot of players do that. I think he, I, Barry, to answer your question, I think he, he has figured out how to balance a sport that is just probably the most mentally, uh, straining sport. Uh, and, and he's, he's, not many people have figured out how to balance things like he has. And I think he comes across that way. You know, I say that he doesn't really care. I just think that's his personality, and I think that's why he's so successful. And I'll tell you who comes across unbelievable is Roy McIlroy in that, in that segment. As yeah. far as his support of the PGA Tour, his support, his, uh, the way he respects the, the guys that paved the way, you know, all the way back to Jack, to Tiger, those guys. To me, Roy, it, he really comes across as, is really, really a good, good guy in this situation. Yeah, no, I agree. And Roy McElroy, listen, I mean, here's a guy, and let me tell you a story. This was probably, well, actually, it was probably nine years ago, because it was about the time that they were playing TPC Boston in the playoffs. And I, my son at the time was a big Rory fan. And so I went up to him before the tournament started and I said, Hey, Rory, is there any chance by the end of the week I could, get you to autograph a hat for me for my son and he's like yeah not a problem sure so anyway as the week goes on guys he ends up winning the tournament and and i totally forgot about it to be honest with you because it's helter skelter at the end we're getting interviewed we're wrapped up trying to go to the airport etc he seeks me out rory mcelroy and he comes and this is after he wins and does his obligations and he said doug i'm so sorry but i've run out of hats that you want for your son is it okay if I sign just a Titleist hat? And I was like, sure. And so he made a point of seeking me out, apologizing for not having the hat that I asked for, and asking if it was okay. I still have that hat. My son still has it. I mean, I, to me, that told me everything I needed to know about Rory McIlroy because I'm just a guy, right? I'm just a guy out there describing the action. And he, you know, I, I think he recognizes me for all the years I've been out there, but for him to seek me out after he wins, and explain to me why he couldn't give this other hat to me. He ran out. Uh, I don't know, guys. Yeah, yeah Rory. Yeah. If you'll give that hat to Barry, Barry will sell it. Doug, he sounds like like, <laughs> like my kids. My, my son will say, like, Bill Self. Like, you don't know Bill Self. I'm like, yeah, I do. So if he saw you on the street, he would say, hey, Barry. I'm like, yeah. So if Roy yeah. McElroy saw you at a restaurant and you walked up, would he say, hey, Doug? Would he know yeah, I think done? so. Okay. Yeah, 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 I think so. so. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't. But <laughs> the one thing I respect those guys. I, I don't infringe on their um, 
when I do see them out and about, I'm very hesitant to go up because, you know, when they're off the golf course and let's say they're out with their family, uh, and you know, sometimes we're in, you know, sometimes we're at the open championship and there's only so many places, so many restaurants people go to. So you see them out, but I try not to, uh, to go up and infringe on their personal time. That's, right. that's tell, my philosophy anyway. Tell me, uh, if or should we, uh, have a very, uh, the pairings at Augusta, will that be determined, uh, as we start, as we start to make the pairings to start for Thursday? Uh, the PGA makes those pairings. Is that correct? They do. And, um, and what they try to do, I mean, a lot goes into it now. Obviously, yeah, this is it. an elevated event. I mean, it, this is where all the guys are back. They took the week off. So Rory, <clears throat> Rom, JT, Homa, Cantley, they're all back this week and they're playing for, you know, the winner gets $3.6 million, et cetera. I mean, this is a big time event. And so, yeah, the PGA tour pairs them, uh, according to, I mean, they get TV involved too, because. Oh, well, let me let me, let me butt in here to ask you this. Let me butt yeah. in. Uh, sure. All right. Now that, let's 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 don't uh, be sure that we don't pair Rory and uh, Phil Mickelson together. Would, would that conversation take place? This is interesting to me. Yes, it would, and and that happens. You know, that's happened a lot at the PGA Championship, for example. Um, you know, when Tiger and Phil were always paired together and they were not on speaking terms at the time. Uh, and I know that happened a lot at the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship and these massive galleries are created. And that's the one thing. These are the best players in the world. So when you do pair, they'll be in threesomes on Thursday, Friday at Bay Hill. And you're going to have a, you're going to have, you know, for example, at Genesis, uh, you know, you had Tiger, Rory and Justin Thomas playing as a threesome. And those galleries were, off the charts. I mean, everybody in the golf course was there. So I don't know what's going to happen in Orlando. I mean, Rom is going to be paired, you know, potentially with Scotty Scheffler or Rory. I mean, it could be any, any combination of all those top guys. So, and what they want to do coach is they want some of the guys that have the early morning, Thursday, late yeah, afternoon, sure. Friday, and they yeah. switch that way. TV always has somebody yeah. Interesting to watch. I understand that, but with what you're talking about, they're all friends. They're all PGA guys. My point is that are they so going to be careful when they get to Augusta to to try to figure out what's the best way to pair people, even though they're they're ranked high or low or whatever. Uh, LIV versus PGA. Yeah. Wow. I mean, coach, that's going to be that's going to be crazy interesting. Um, and you know, like let's say the Genesis Invitational, for example, that's Tiger's tournament. So he he definitely asked to play with Rory and Justin Thomas. They're okay. close. Obviously, Rory and Tiger are business partners. Justin Thomas is also on this business venture. You know, uh, whatever the time frame is, they're going to start doing this thing on Monday nights on Golf Channel, which involves all sorts of uh, crazy electronics and uh, computer stuff. Uh, but, yeah, no, Tiger has to play. As for the Masters, you know, they'll do that. And they're going to ask – I mean, I guarantee they're going to ask Tiger who he wants to play with. Okay. And, uh, and CBS is involved. ESPN has the first two rounds. They'll be involved. So, um, yeah, and they play twosomes at the Masters. So, yeah, I mean, is Rory going to play? Would Rory be with Sergio? They already had a, uh, you know, uh, a little controversy this week where Sergio called Rory, uh, immature the way he's handling the live thing. I mean, would they be paired together? Um, I don't know. That would certainly make for an interesting mix. Dustin Johnson doesn't seem to care who he plays with. Why can't he play with Mickelson? Well, 
that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> remember, Phil set out last year, yeah. so Phil will be back. But yeah, Coach, I mean, what a great thing. Sergio, uh, Phil, uh, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed. And Patrick Reed has already said that the Champions Dinner on Tuesday night is going to be um, – it could be interesting considering the live guys are now going to be in the mix in that champions dinner. Yeah, it'll be cold so, in there. Be they're not going to be, they're not going to be in the mix on that, on champions dinner. Oh, they'll be in there. Yeah, all, no, they'll be in there. They'll be, be in there. Oh, I thought they would. Yeah. They'll all be sitting at yeah. the same table. Patrick Reed's going to be prepared. He said he's preparing himself for, um, some comments from the, uh, past the, champions. The one, the one that does, doesn't matter at all. They could pair, they could pair a, a giraffe with him. He wouldn't pay any attention to be Dustin Johnson. Yeah, he, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> lastly, Doug, um, you, you you would consider yourself media, correct? Your media. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then yeah, are not media. So, right. Alabama uh, has been a PR nightmare with this Brandon Miller situation. Now, there's people criticizing them. Now, anything they do, they're going to criticize them now for um, that. Prior to Nate Oates' press conference after the game, he said, Coach is only going to ask, answer, I'm sorry, basketball questions. Now, he went in and talked about the pat-down thing. He got that because he knew he'd be asked. People are saying, no, you cannot tell the media what they can ask. That's wrong. Any any good reporter should ask what they want to ask. But you're going to be wasting your time asking a question because they should have stopped talking way before now asking a question that he's probably not going to answer. What is the media's duty there? When If they say don't ask it, is that wrong? Uh, and then should you still go ahead and ask what they told you not to ask? Well, that's interesting, Barry. You know, and I've been in the business for a long time, um, and I'm old school. You know, I went to journalism school back in the day. and, and what do they teach, know, brought, what, Okay, what do they teach you in journalism school on that? Well, old school is that you have the right as a journalist to ask whatever you want. And, and, and parameters can't be put on you, uh, in a press conference situation. Uh, now if you're one-on-one, uh, you can, you know, the, the person you're interviewing can lay out the guidelines going, Hey, before you roll, if this isn't live, I'm just telling you, I can't answer this and I won't answer that because of legal reasons. Can't do it. Won't do it. And so, you know, you can ask it, but I'm just going to answer. So that's a whole different animal, but I think in a press conference setting, uh, you as a journalist have the right to answer, well, ask anything that you want. Now, would it, and, would and it have been thing. better, would it been better for him just not to have said that, what Barry said they yeah. said, and just, and just tell yeah. Nate to, to, to decline to offer the, uh, answer to the question? Yeah, yeah. And that's where, that's where I think you have, um, you know, you have to do the Bill Belichick routine. Um, and you have to, um, tell your person, your coach, or whoever the person is, Hey, listen, here's the deal. You simply can't answer those questions. They're going to ask them because that's, and that's what people do. Listen, journalists today are much more aggressive than they've ever been because they want to, they want to get their name out there and they want to ask that question. And then they want to go on their program and say, Hey, I asked the question. I didn't get the answer, but I asked the question. And and that's what it's all about today. Yeah. Uh, Make a splash, make a name for yourself. But I I think it, you know, if you're asking me how I would have handled it, I would not have preface the press conference with that yep um knowing those questions are going to come in and i would have told uh the coach um just say listen here's the deal um yeah, here's maybe, how you maybe let him ask the first question and say hey guys look i'm not going to answer any questions about 
the Brandon Miller situation. So, you know, you can ask him if you want after the first one's asked. He puts it out there. Now, people want to keep asking it. Then he just says, hey, I just told you I wasn't going to say And then that's when they eventually get yeah. get mad. Uh Lastly, Doug, before we let you go, you know, I think PR-wise, maybe there should be a class help sit on how Alabama's handled this thing. I don't think they've handled it very well at all, PR-wise. But I do... I do give them credit for this. I think that Greg Byrne and the president and whoever, they looked at this situation. They talked to the, and I think it takes guts to do what they're doing by letting this kid play because they believe that is what is right based on the facts and all they have. I think that takes guts and I'm, I'm, I admire them for not caving to this mob of national media that has yes. just criticized them so badly. Yeah, no, I agree, Barry. Uh, the mob mentality is ferocious. I mean, it's a tidal wave, and most people buckle under that because the easiest, the easy thing to do would have been to uh, make the young man sit yeah. for X number of games or whatever the case may be. But I, I, listen, I give him credit because, as Jay Billis said on College Game Day Saturday, and I thought he said it right, um, the school had their information. And so they're protecting their student athlete who has rights. Yeah. Um, you know, they, he has rights too. And so they had the information. The mob mentality didn't have all that information, especially when the court thing happened last week. And, and it was the reporter in Birmingham at AL.com, Carol Robinson, who I think came on board and she was doing all the interviews. Great reporter, by the way. Uh, but everybody took what she said and just ran with it and it exploded. It was amazing. Uh, but then. But then I think we heard the other side of the story, and right. I, and I think, I think ultimately, guys, what's going to happen is we have, you know, you have two regular season games that'll end this week. You're going to have the tournament, and then we roll right into the NCAA tournament. And then, it, as long as Alabama survives, it could be a very special season. Oh. Uh, I think the young man is going to go on to play in the NBA. I think he'll probably be the number one overall pick. All right, let me ask you. Let me ask. Let me ask Barry and you both of this. Because I was always concerned with it when something came up when I was coaching. Um, when I am, would this have an effect on other things that happen in the future in recruiting, uh, with coaches coming in, reminding things about things that happened and so forth? Do you think this will have any long-term effect, regardless of whether it be whatever, to Alabama? Um, I don't think it'll have any long-term effect on their recruiting. I think it'll have an effect on when they're in a situation like, not like this, because it's not going to happen hopefully ever again, but something may, right. in a tragic situation where they put their heads together and say, we cannot make the same mistakes that we made, uh, with this Darius Miles situation. We got to get on top of this thing. We got to have, professional statements ready because we got big. So I do think it will make them handle the next crisis better. Doug, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, uh, again, this is one of these um, uh, these curveballs that comes out of nowhere, and it caught everybody blindsided, and, and hindsight is twenty twenty. And, and, Barry, I agree with you. In the future, hopefully, I hope to God nothing like this ever happens again. But, but if something – even along those lines happens, you know, I think the university now and, and obviously the athletic department, uh, is in a position to handle it better. And, and, you know, I just think, again, it goes back to what I said before. Um, you know, 
the New England Patriots went through some crazy stuff over the years, and Bill Belichick was asked a million times questions, whether it was Deflate Gate or or all these things, you know, whether it was filming practices before the Super. And he always just deflated. He just guys, you know, he gave two word answers, and and they never got anything from the Patriots. And then as time went on, those those stories. You know, ran out of steam, and it was yeah, a little bit different though, because a, a life was lost. You know, a, a little bit. Yes, different, no, maybe. no, I, right. And I don't want to diminish that at all. Well, yeah, all yeah. but he uh-huh. had Hernandez. Hernandez, you know, he had him as well. And yeah, I, you know, murdered people and, and all. So, yeah, no doubt. All right, Doug, tell everybody about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Where let you go? Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, Susan Brignett is the owner. Five eight two nine two one six. She's over at six fifty Inverness Corners. Uh, that's out in the uh, Inverness area of Birmingham. Uh, and they've been around a long time, and, and it's not just for ladies, it's for men as well. And they have all these products, obviously, and you can go into the office and, and get laser treatments and, and Botox treatments and also things you can take at home. Uh, so they just want to make you look better, look younger, and feel better about yourself. And the great thing about it, Dr. Mancuso, Don Mancuso is there Mondays and Fridays. It's free consultation. Uh, she'll sit down and try to figure out what you want to do, weight loss or or whatever the case may be. And they figure it out. And you can go on the web. Uh, it's mdwellnessandaesthetics.com, and it has all their specials on there. And Susan's a great lady. Uh, she listens to this show. Uh, Dr. Mancuso's a sports fan, too. So uh, go in, check it out. And, again, it's, uh, let me just emphasize, guys, it's not just for the ladies. It's for the men, too. So that's the cool thing about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Talk to you next week, fellas. See ya. Right. Bye. Thank well, you. Doug says he's not that enamored with LIV. What if LIV called him and said, okay, well, we're going to give you 500000 to be our announcer. You think he would start to like it a little better, Dad? Um, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know what he's. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure about that now that he's fixing to get married. 750 Yeah, he might go to a million. <laughs> Everybody's got a price, Joe. Well, we put Joe to sleep in that same. He's back there sleeping. All right, tell them about uh, Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, because Bob was on our show, and you saw that if you have a problem, if uh, if some way you're injured or you're, you need some help on things that have happened to you in your life, then you can call 345-1234 and visit with uh, Bob and his group. And uh, after that, if you feel like it, you need to go further with it, then you can uh, go to 701 Rice Mountain Road and visit with them then, and then they can then do a good job for you as well. 345-1234, Prince Glover and Hayes. And while I'm talking about things to get easier, Constant Companion Animal Hospital is terrific place, 635-0313 on uh, Highway 280. Terrific people. Dr. Faulkner knows what he's doing. This, this, this animal hospital will take great care of your animals. So I recommend that that you do that. And thirdly, uh, now I mentioned the state tournament today, but I also mentioned that the Southern Hoops tonight is on at 8 o'clock, and you might be interested in watching that tonight. All right, Wayne's Pest Control also serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected by those unwanted pests this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general Pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1 and get $60 off your initial pest control service. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on Lur Lane southbound at University Boulevard just coming off the bridge. Traffic really backing up into Northport. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Roll Tide. It's the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. Great deal going out at Tesla's Toyota. Try it before you buy it. Tesla's Toyota's rental department lets you test drive a new Toyota for a weekend or an entire week. Uh, then you can decide right there if you want to uh, purchase the vehicle or not. They also uh, make scheduling your next service appointment. has never been easier than at Tesla's Toyota. Go to Tuscaloosatoyota.com, uh, select Schedule Service under the Service tab, enter your information into the system, and you choose the best date and time possible for you to go have your Toyota maintenance uh, taken care of there. Dad, I know uh, you were out there dealing with Justin and David. Uh, a couple months ago, those guys took great care of you. Yeah, they do. They do a great job, and they've got anything that you want in the way of great automobiles, and whether it be uh, new ones or or uh, previously owned automobiles, you're going to find them doing a great job for you. No doubt. So, uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota, we'll talk to uh, Justin tomorrow and he'll talk about some of the, he'll talk about the blue plate special, uh, that's going on out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. We also want to thank Alabama One. Uh, I talked about those guys in the first hour. www.alabamaone.org. Looking for the credit card. I've got that. It's great. Looking for the mortgage. They were so helpful in helping me. Uh, purchase my new home. I have the car loan with them that I'm just about to get paid off. Uh, so maybe I need to go get another car out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. But you go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. All right. We'll get out, uh, because we got behind the break there. We're going to get it, get out of the way for Gary Harris. The Gary Harris show is next. Appreciate you, Joe. Uh, appreciate, uh, obviously Doug Bell joins us every, uh, Monday. We have Kevin Skarbinski with us. Marlon Ford to visit him with Kevin. He's had a lot to say uh, about this Darius Miles situation. We'll talk to Kevin about that tomorrow. The Gary Harris Show's next, so keep it locked in. You list a tie to 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> 